guest today on Vital Voices is Brad Lyford, one of East Tennessee's most experienced journalists. Brad has written for the Bristol Herald Courier and the Kingsport Times News, for various magazines as a freelancer, and he has served as film editor for Now and Then, the Appalachian magazine. Most recently, he co-founded a new independent publishing house, Howling Hills Publishing. Brad, thank you for joining us today for Vital Voices. Fred, it's a pleasure to be here today. I appreciate you having me. The book publishing industry is volatile. It's ever-changing. But here in 2023, or maybe the year before, you've decided to start a publishing company that concentrates on printed books, not e-books. It sounds like a crazy idea, doesn't it? I love the idea. I'm curious to um, hear about how you've made it work. Fred, it's a great question. It, it is challenging. Book publishing is challenging. It's ever-changing. You and I both know that we live in a digital world now. But we think that there is a place for printed books. We know that there are readers out there who want that tactile feel of a printed book in their hands. They enjoy having a collection in their bookshelves at home. Uh, I'm one of those people. I think I know you well enough to know that you enjoy the printed book as well. Even though we are in a digital age, I think there's still a place for the printed book, and that is our focus. It's not to say that we would never do ebooks or audiobooks, but uh, the printed book is our is our primary focus. We'll talk about a couple of books that are now out, a uh, Garden Stories book and a book that includes ghost stories from the region here in just a little while. But let's back up and talk about the mission of this particular publishing company and the kinds of manuscripts you're looking for and the kinds of themes that you're interested in as you as you look to the future of Howling Hills Publishing. So we are a nonfiction book publisher. I would We are a regional book publisher in that regional meaning greater Appalachia. So, and we, that's a, that is a big region as far as we're concerned. Appalachia is defined a lot of different ways by a lot of different people. You ask 10 people to define Appalachia, you may get eight opinions. For us, that means, say, North Georgia to Southern New York. But that is our focus, nonfiction for uh, Greater Appalachia stories about Greater Appalachia and then writers from Greater Appalachia. We think there are a lot of stories to tell that don't necessarily have a home with the big publishers and a lot of stories to tell and a lot of writers that deserve a place for their books. Uh, so that is our focus. And we want to be fair with authors and be known as a publishing house, an indie publishing house, where writers can come to us and pitch their, give us their book proposals on the stories of Greater Appalachia. One other thing is we want to tell the great people stories. The written word has been a part of your life for a long, long time. I first knew you, I think, when you were writing sports for the Bristol Herald Courier. You have worked for the Kingsport Times News and edited their tabloid Go Tri-Cities. Uh, you have worked in corporate communication at Wellmont and Eastman. You've worked for East Tennessee State University. All of those jobs dealing with the written word in some capacity. So starting a publishing company must be to you really a dream fulfilled? 
It's a dream fulfilled, and it's been daunting as well. If you had asked me five years ago if I would uh, find a publishing partner and we would start an in- independent publishing house, I wouldn't have um, said that was in the cards. Met Terry Shaw, though, about five years ago. Terry and I were very like-minded. Both loved books. Both loved to read. Um, we love people's stories. And so you're right. I, I'm, the written word has resonated with me for as long as I can remember. So it is a dream come true that Howling Hills Publishing is is off and running, and we will have two titles printed by the end of 2023. Tell me more about the team of people who make these books possible, including more about Terry Shaw. So Terry Shaw, uh, again, Terry and I met about five years ago. Terry uh, lived in Knoxville. Terry has been in journalism. Uh, I want to say that Terry had about a 30-year history in journalism. Uh, Great editor. He moved from Knoxville to the Tri-Cities, and he and I met. Uh, Terry's been a published novelist in the past. So Terry and I are the ones, we we are the two people who started Howling, Howling Hills Publishing. As far as the team goes, with East Tennessee Garden Stories, which was our first book, we found a great young designer. Her name is Candace Tingle, uh, Milligan University graduate. She's a very talented designer, and we gave her complete creative freedom to design East Tennessee Garden Stories. And she exceeded our expectations and turned out a beautiful book. I want to talk about your personal experiences with gardening here in a minute. And you have several very well-written pieces in this book that you have done about your own garden, including how to build a greenhouse. But how did you and the team of people you work with at Howling Hills come up with the idea to make the debut book uh, a garden stories book? That initially was Terry's idea. Terry had collected some of these, I'm going to call them people garden stories. Terry came over to my house one day to see this greenhouse, saw this janky greenhouse I had built from leftover windows. It looked like a set piece from a Tim Burton film. (laughs) Told him a little bit of the story, and Terry said, you need to write a story about that. Yeah. So I wrote that story. And uh, Terry had written some some garden stories previously that had not been published from Knoxville. And we sat down and realized we had a book in the making. The design of garden stories, I'm holding it in my hand right now, is absolutely beautiful. You mentioned the the designer you work with. What about the photography? Um, How do you handle pictures for a book like this? So most of the photography was done by a a very talented photographer from from Knoxville. Her name is Kelly Norell. Kelly shot a good number of the photos, and she has a good familiarity with the material. She understands the stories, and I think that that is one of the keys of good photography for stories is understanding the people, understanding the material, and then having the context to get good photos. When I read this book, it reminded me a lot of the old PBS television program, Victory Garden, uh, in that it makes you want to get out there and get your hands dirty. So what you're saying is it makes reading the book makes you want to go out and garden. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. And, And I can speak from personal experience in spending about a year or so talking to people around the region about 
their gardens, growing trillium, growing salsify. It made me want to get out and dig around in the dirt. And it made me want to lean over the fence and talk to my neighbor. You know, what is, what's your garden story? <laughs> Tell me about that bush back there. It won't be very long until seed catalogs start appearing in our mailboxes over the wintertime, which is something I always look forward to, even though I may not be planning anything out of that particular catalog. As you look to your 2024 garden in Kingsport, um, what's uh, on the horizon? What new plants uh, might we see in your garden if we pay a visit to you next spring? I can't say yet what will be in that next garden, but I can tell you this, that when the the seed catalogs come in and they do come into our house just as they do at yours, we will spend hours on Friday and Saturday nights pouring over them. I will say that we always make sure that we choose two or three heirloom tomato varieties that we haven't grown before. When you are relying on a lot of vegetables for your daily meals, being being able to walk out back and grab okra or eggplant and bring them in and cook is, yeah, it's it's quite it's quite the bonus. Now I, I don't have the luxury of holding a copy of the ghost stories book in my hand like I'm holding a copy of the Garden Stories book in my hand, but the second book from Howling Hills Publishing is now out. Fred, it's 23 Tales, Appalachian Ghost Stories, Legends, and Other Mysteries. It uh, published in September. It's our second title of 2023. And just in time for Halloween. Just in time for Halloween. As soon as we finished with East Tennessee Garden Stories, we immediately turned our sights to 23 Tales, because we wanted to have it in, uh, have it out by September, so folks could have it in their hands and be reading it during the Halloween season. And storytelling is such a dominant part of this culture. I'm sure you had no trouble whatsoever finding ghost stories. We did not, and and you know, again, we were a, a, a nonfiction publisher. So when you tell folks you're going to do a ghost stories book, some of them may be scratching their heads, but uh, we made it very clear. We are doing a ghost stories book, but it is nonfiction. So these this, the 23 tales from 23 writers are not nonfiction. They are either personal experiences or writers have gone out and investigated, did sort of journalism-style stories of ghost stories from the region. And when I say the region, I mean the Appalachia region. So we have stories from East Tennessee. We have stories from Pennsylvania, Kentucky. We have three from West Virginia. How do you solicit stories? So we have a website, um, howlinghillspublishing.com, and that is primarily where we started soliciting um, stories for 23 Tales and then also just soliciting manuscripts for authors that, that want to pitch a book to us. Uh, also, we have a social media presence. And then also we, we have a network of writers that we are familiar with that we could speak with and say we have an anthology of ghost stories coming up. And you belong to, I know, at least one writer's organization. Knoxville Writers Guild. And so we have a, a, a handful of stories in 23 Tales that are from members of the Knoxville Writers Guild. Some very strong stories there. Uh, so that is, you know, our network of writers is one thing we can rely upon. 
Writers we know that we think that we admire their work. Most of them we said, do you have a ghost story? And we'll be doing this again in 2024. Give me a little teaser here. What are one or two stories that stand out in your mind that are particularly compelling in this ghost story book? One of them is called um, Think You Can Sell a Haunted House. It's by a writer. Uh, her name is Susie Trotta. She is from Knoxville. She sent us a fantastic story. Susie is a blogger, podcaster, gifted writer. Her longtime job has been as a real estate agent. So, uh-huh. but yes, yeah, so she has a story in 23 Tales about a, a haunted house she was asked to sell in Knoxville. Fascinating story. It is, it'll, it'll spook you a little bit. But it's also very funny. <laughs> Susie has got a great sense of humor. Uh, we're actually doing a, uh, we're going to do a collection of stories from Susie in 2024 based on her career as a real estate agent. So I'm really looking forward to that book. Uh, Susie is, Susie's very talented and she's a very funny writer. And then there's one other story I'll mention, Fred. It's, um, a Shadow in the Attic of Deary Inn. It's a first-person story by Matthew Sorge. Matthew is a Kingsport firefighter. That is his day job. In his, in his job outside of being a firefighter, he's also a paranormal investigator. Uh, one of his stories about a personal experience that he had that changed his life, a ghostly encounter um, in the attic of Deary Inn, which is a historic inn in Blountville. I don't know if I believe in ghosts or not, but after talking to Matt and hearing what he and his, what he and his, his group do, I, I was fascinated by his experiences. He was someone who did not believe in the paranormal. He had a first-person experience, changed everything for him. We've been visiting with Brad Lyford, the co-founder of Howling Hills Publishing. Brad Lifer, thank you for joining us for this edition of Vital Voices. Fred, thanks for having me. Vital Voices is heard every Saturday morning at 7 and Sunday afternoon at 2 here on WETS-FM and HD1. I'm Fred Sausman.